You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Good morning, good afternoon, and good day. Welcome to another awesome episode of Ask a Drone You. Don't be afraid to send in those questions askdroneu.com. No, I'm not going to bite your face off uh, or bark at you too much. Send in those questions. Uh, <laughs> too much. Business, top five ways to use your drone like a slider. I don't know. There are so many different things that we can do. Uh, and as I keep going down the rabbit hole myself, I realize that there's more and more and more and more and more to know and to understand. And that's actually exciting for me because I like to be constantly challenged. Uh, Otherwise, I'm not growing. So for me, that's why I'm here. That's, I love what I do. I love helping you. And uh, I hope that you can help us just a little bit, throw in those questions so we can keep helping out other people. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. Well said. We'd love to hear from you. And we are grateful that you're hanging out with us today. Really, really grateful. It's always, uh, you know what? We've done over 1,100 of these shows and we never, yeah, we, I'll say we, we've never taken for granted the fact that uh, many of you have been listening from the beginning and, and some of you are, this might be your first episode. We, uh, we love every one of you. So let's rock. Let's definitely do it. And today's show is brought to you by our Drone You community. Uh, we had a great webinar last night with the community. Really, uh, really grateful for that. Also really grateful for all of you Drone You members out there. You've got to check out that new solar inspection course with Raptor Maps. Probably one of the most streamlined workflows of making money with your drone. Uh, with that and all the other new classes that have kind of pervaded through the community this year, we've got even more coming, like our brand new drone operations course. You got to check that out as well. But uh, okay, well, you can check all that out and more, droneu.education. Let's get right into this show today, which we're going to be kind of talking about the basis, the fundamentals, just getting started in drone mapping. For all of you out there, what is drone mapping? Well, I like what, what Pix4D says, measurements from images. That is photogrammetry in a nutshell. And so what is drone mapping? Why are drones so viable for um, creating ortho mosaics and whatnot? Well, it's because drones have lots of sensors that act in unison and provide an astronomical amount of additional data than just a photograph. Utilizing all of that data and flying our drone in an autonomous pattern, we can recreate the environment in 2D or in 3D to take measurements, to work remotely, to use as, as media assets. I mean, when we first started here at DroneU, you know, Live in the Drone Life, the book we wrote, uh, we, you know, we talked about a thousand ways that you can make money with your drone. And I have to say that... Um, Drone mapping is a force multiplier because typically whenever you sell media from your drone photos or videos, it's to one, maybe two clients. But what I found with drone mapping is you can sell the same point cloud about 10 different ways. Can you give a couple examples of what those ways are? I definitely can, but why don't we go ahead and get into today's, uh, you want me to do that before we get into the question or after? Because um, I was trying to tee up the question. Gotcha. Okay. And I just... 
but I had a pretty good daydream going, y'all. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. Uh, you I know, was actually thinking about Denver and like how we could make that work. Anyways, well, digitizing our environment is valuable no matter where we are. Digitizing our environment, whether we're in Denver or here, whether we're at a resort, <laughs> whether we're at a church, that's right. whether we're at a museum, whether we're at um, a famous piece of, of architecture, like where I used to live, the Tan Chichidum. That means dancing house. Um, anyway, very famous uh, building, if you're not familiar. Um, uh, the dancing house looks like two people dancing, but it's a house. Where is that? Um, Praha in Prague. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if because that didn't sound like an Alexandria thing. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I didn't no. think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, was it brick? No, actually, if anyone is studying architecture or historical oh, I buildings, wish. I would go to Prague because they have everything from like Baroque to uh, neoclassicist uh, architecture, all the way to my favorite, which is uh, oh, what is it called? Um, Oh man, my old middle school church is this particular architecture. Um, it looks very creepy. That's how I. That's how I picture it. Um, see, now I'm like, uh, what is the name of this? Gothic style, I think is what it's called. Mm. Does it have um, uh, gargoyles? It does. Uh huh. Yeah, it sure does. So we got Renaissance, Romanesque, medieval, colonial. You have all of those there. These are uh, European architectural styles. I love Google. Here, check At this out. At least this element of it. That's the church. So Stunning. So, I mean, that was middle school. Um, so, I mean, this is a great example that, that architecture exists. But when we want to try to digitize our environment in the case of an emergency or because we're doing a renovation or because we're doing remote work, drone mapping is valuable. Whether you're creating 2D maps or 3D models, there is an astronomical amount of work that you can do. And it's fascinating. It's going to speed up things for dozens of industries. It already is. I mean, it makes me think. Was it the Sistine Chapel that burned down a couple years ago? Uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame burned down. And imagine, they probably had records of it. I would imagine, but if they had a three D model that was very, very, um, they did detailed. They did actually. Right? And so then you can just go right back to that and recreate based on the three D model. It I mean, was how powerful is that? It. They actually had just mapped it. Oh, um, so it's funny that you say that because that was a story that Haya covered. Oh, that the, okay. Uh, he, that they had actually rebuilt that from part of the 3D model. Or they're rebuilding it. It's mm -hmm. not done, is it? It doesn't matter. Uh, no, it's not done. And we have a photo of that on our Instagram. I was trying to find it. Hmm. But um, we have a killer photo of that. But anyway, long story short is drone mapping, super valuable, 2D. 3D, doesn't matter. Why drones? It's very easy to fly an autonomous mission with straight lines and lots of overlap. Why is lots of overlap really important? Well, if you knew what parallax is, then you would understand why calling someone four eyes was actually a compliment in middle school. <laughs> um, they didn't know it, though. They, they had no idea. But let me explain it to you like this. Rob, how far away is that door? Six feet, seven feet. Okay. Did you guys notice how he said six feet, seven feet, right? We did not practice this. This is human nature. Ask, ask your wife, your husband, whatever, where the nearest door is and how far away it is. No one will say five feet, eight inches, and a third. No one will. Okay. Why? Because you have two eyes. So you can't tell that. You can only get an approximation, a guess, 
right? Why? Because of what we call lipsoid error. <laughs> so if you had three eyes, you would better be able to understand the actual distance. If you had four, if you had five, now you can triangulate down to a, a much, much greater accuracy, right? Or accuracy in being able to tell that distance. And so that's why drone mapping needs that overlap, because when we have lots of eyes looking at the same thing, we can better understand the shape and the orientation and the size of the subject in which that we are trying to map. Hmm. Okay, so lots of photos, lots of overlap, more overlap, the better reconstruction you get. Right. And how does drone mapping really work? And we'll get into the question right after this. I'll be really fast. How does drone mapping actually work? Right. You're taking photos. What is the software looking for in those photos? Well, it's looking for a unique point based off of color, based off of contrast and all this different stuff. And when the software finds, say, three or four unique points, excuse me, when the software finds one unique point in three or four photos, I always mix that up, in three or four photos, then we can better understand the size, shape, orientation, and location of that particular object. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very helpful. And you go through all that in the classes, right? I go in depth, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but let's play today's question because it's a really good question about someone who's, you know, just getting started in drone mapping. And a lot of people have said drone you is like the top gun of flight schools. They have the best intermediate and advanced stuff, which is funny because it seems like the audience is really for getting started and, and, and intermediate. But what I find really interesting is that sometimes when people come to the mapping classes, they could use just one additional exercise before they got to that class or just a little bit of like intro information and holy cow, they would have been prepared so much more for that class. And that's why I'm excited for this today because it's essentially like a how-to guide, a workflow of dipping your toes into drone mapping, right? Mm -hmm. Like what are the ways to do it? Because this is not something that you can do by the seat of your pants. You could do it three years ago and get away with it, but not now. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about how you can take advantage of trials. You can take advantage of utilizing your aircraft, whatever aircraft it is, but knowing the limitations of that aircraft so you don't mess up your drone map. If there's one thing to remember in drone mapping, you can only map what you can see. Okay. And it's not what you can see. It's what your drone can see. And you got to think of it as visual line of sight, just like your remote and your drone, right? There, there are no, you know, curving light rays going around a subject. If you can't see the building through a tree, you're not going to map it, you know? So don't forget your map is only as good as what the drone could see. So I go into a lot of detail on why, how, and, and, and what to do to eliminate those issues in the class, but we don't have time for a 30-hour class right now, so... So we're going to jump into the question. Yeah. Hey, Paul and Rob, this is Jamie, your favorite emergency manager from South Carolina. As I've mentioned before, right before COVID started up, I was getting ready to launch my business, and that kind of put a brakes on everything. Now that things are starting to normalize for me again, I'm wanting to get back into my flying and training and get ready to launch again later this fall. My question is, with all the platforms out there and not having a lot of money, for startup to train on, what is the best system to use, such as PIX4D, Drone Deploy, Maps Made Easy, Now Measure? Also, uh, Sketchfab looks like a wonderful software, but it's a little bit pricey to keep going. Are there any other alternatives, or what's your suggestions of what I can use 
as I'm just learning more about this to build my skills and abilities, make myself more marketable in the future. Thanks again for everything you do. Thank you, Jamie. That was a, a very uh, great question and, uh, I don't know, well stated, um, clear as to what you're looking for. And so appreciate that. Um, one of the things that Paul and I talked about in terms of answering this question before we jumped into this podcast was thinking of it in terms of uh, what Paul knows now, what you've learned over the last few years, doing all the mapping that you've done, all the teaching that you've done, knowing what you know now, how would you give somebody like this um, sort of a maybe a basic workflow to start with for mapping, maybe an intermediate workflow? What would those things include? Are there things like... I don't know, maybe a sketch fab where if you're going to be presenting things to clients, you almost can't get away with out using it, right? Well, Stuff like that. I think, and, and this is why it's so important to plan because, you know, if you're dipping your toes into drone mapping, it flying by the seat of your pants and just like, okay, I'll go try an exercise. I'll try to learn about these different mapping engines and I'll try to learn about these different apps. First and foremost, I just want to say for all of you who are really looking to go down the rabbit hole on this and you really want to understand not only, you know, the different softwares, but the different types of software, because there are really three different types of drone mapping software. There's acquisition software, there's processing software, right? That's what you actually build the maps and models with. And then there's all-in-one software, which kind of tries to streamline the entire workflow to make it more manageable. Things like Drone Deploy, mm-hmm. right? That's what Drone Deploy has really, like, you know, uh, they've done very, very exceptionally well. And so that being said, when it comes to just dipping your toes into drone mapping, you've got to have a plan of understanding that with drone mapping, there are a wide array of deliverables, okay? Things like an ortho mosaic, which is um, think of a bunch of images stitched together, but scaled to relatively match um, the scale of the earth, okay? That being said, I would like all of you to check out um, this page on our site because I took a really long time to try to paint this picture as best as I could, uh, which is thedroneu.com forward slash what is drone mapping software. And on that, you'll actually see a lot of examples of 3D models, examples in construction, examples in deliverables, right? Um, And so the reason I brought up deliverables is because when you're going into drone mapping, it might be a good idea to think about who are you going to serve? Who is your ideal client, right? And in marketing, it it starts the same way. Who's the audience, right? So Mm -hmm. first and foremost is understanding who do you want to serve? My experience in teaching thousands of people drone mapping is that most people try to just go after whatever is uh, like the most prominent. Like construction progress. Bingo. Literally. It's kind of the big one. It's kind of like the, uh, it's the new real estate video. Yeah. It li- very well said. Eloquently said. <laughs> Which isn't bad. No, but it's also a different audience because now you're getting into the world of corporate America. So mm, true. that being said, construction, right? What are the deliverables for construction? Well, you have your ortho, but you also have your DSM and you also have your point cloud. Okay. Now those are very, very, very different deliverables and they have different purposes, right? One is used for measuring. Okay. One is used for understanding the environment and one is used for inspecting the environment. Okay. So when you take like kind of recapping what I've just said, right? Most people come into drone mapping 
it's a good idea to think about what's the deliverable that you want to be able to build, okay? Who is the audience that you're serving? And then are there certain types of deliverables that you may need uh, to serve for that client? My next question would be, is there a particular deliverable that serves numerous clients? Mm-hmm. This is why at DroneU, we focus on the most accurate point cloud construction because a vast majority, if not all of the deliverables, pretty, not all, 95% of the deliverables pretty much come from the point cloud. Mm-hmm. And so the point cloud is you know, so powerful and so important, but not every processing software is going to make the best point clouds. And this is why I feel like drone pilots are really set up to fail because there's so many mapping engines and softwares now and different engines have have really different... Um, Strengths? Strength, thank you. Strengths, yes. Like, and, they're, and they're all good at marketing. Holy cow. Right? Drone so deploy. you got you to gotta see through that. Or, yeah. And I don't mean that negatively. I mean just to get to the bottom of what that particular platform is good for. And I will just say I was thinking of Drone Deploy as good marketing, but I kind of got the gist of what you were saying as far as marketing, and you I know, hear you yeah. as well. I mean it uh, as good the, marketing as well. Yeah, Yeah, Positive. but I think what you're also saying is that there are a lot of companies out there that kind of stretch the truth because you can even see in their copywriting that they don't know what they're talking about. And so um, you only know that if you've done, if you really got down the rabbit hole. Everybody's trying to sell what they sell. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, welcome. And and kind of maybe, I don't know, get a little, some people get a little closer to that line of truth than others. True. And I'm not saying that about the the mapping platforms. But anyways, I'm rambling. Yeah, so back to how to get in, right? So you've got to think about who you're going to serve, what are the deliverables. From there, I would think about what is the software that I want to use to be able to get that deliverable, present that deliverable, but keep the deliverable, okay, so that you can use it to market yourself, right? And so there are different trials that are available. Drone Deploy has a trial. Pix4D has a trial. Um, Capture Reality has a trial. And they all have different purposes, right? You know, Drone Deploy is phenomenal for orthomosaic construction. It's phenomenal for construction in general. It's phenomenal for, you know, taking those volume measurements and having that quick and dirty reporting system. And it's really good for that. Um, But, you know, once your trial is over... uh, you know, I'm not sure if you're going to be able to access the data that you built until you buy into the program, right? And so some people, when they're trying to get their toes wet, they want to get as much experience as they can before locking into a system, which is smart because you can waste you can waste a lot of money in mapping really fast. Yeah. And so that's why I'm like, okay, who's the audience? Who's the client you want to serve? What are the deliverables? And then what's the software that serves those deliverables? And then from there, what I would do is try to take like a basic mapping class to understand acquisition strategies, to understand how the smallest detail, if you don't pay attention to it, can ruin everything, mm-hmm. i.e. compass calibration. And, you know, I think it's a really good idea to say, okay, client, audience, what are the deliverables? How can I go out and go acquire imagery right now to start processing data myself? Okay. Last part. When you process cloud data, you're not learning how to create 2D maps and 3D models. You are letting the engine create it for you. And if it worked, it, it was it's awesome. And if it didn't, you're not really sure as to why. Okay. I 
while I think that the deliverables that Drone Deploy provides are, are really phenomenal, in my opinion, I think it's important for people to really understand learning the systems that are involved so that if you're out in the field and you run into a problem, you're able to solve that problem in real time instead of, you know, losing the client, learning the hard way, going back and doing it again, which I've done. Well, I've done that, okay? so And a lot of people are not going to pursue those clients. They're going to be just fine with the way Drone Deploy does things. Yes. Right? And, yes. On, and so that comes all the way back to the beginning of who do you want your client to be and what deliverables do you want to give them? You That's know, why it, it's so important. It is so important. And you know, you actually say something that just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks, which is you, there are some people who just want to send their data to the cloud, get their data, and come back down. I would ask the question of, has this short-sighted mentality worked in cutting corners across your life? Like, if you didn't save money before the pandemic, is it hurting right now? And but, it, so, but is it really... Hold on, let me finish my, my thought here really okay. fast. Because if we learn the systems of drone mapping and we're able to solve problems in the field, let's say I'm a, I'm a corporate uh, guy, I'm working in construction at a large company, and let's say that all I learned was software processing, right? What happens when the construction company needs to pivot and do a different deliverable? And that deliverable isn't served by your software. And now you're back to square one. And oh, yeah, wait, here comes Rob's son, who's been, you know, oh, yeah, trained on creating that deliverable. And now your job is replaced. You are gone. Someone who actually took the time is prepared and is able to take advantage of the opportunity when it strikes. He wins you lose. So short-sighted mentality of just like, hey, I'm just going to learn the workflow, basic, 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 right? At some point, that is going to leave you hanging. I'm sorry, Rob, but I really wanted to get through the entire kind of story, the picture I was trying to paint. Yeah, no, I, I just, uh, I don't disagree uh, with what you're saying. I suppose there are just different philosophies on how to approach a business in life. And I don't think that one is necessarily better or worse than the other. Um, but okay. I can certainly understand the advice the admonition to go as deep as you possibly can so that you truly this is always true i mean this is we we i know i teach my kids a good teacher will will help students understand your for with math for example it's understand how you solve the problem not just memorize the formula right what's the why true so it all speaks to that when it comes to mapping because of course the more you understand the technical aspects of it the science behind it the better you're going to be and the better you're going to serve the client and the more clients you're going to be able to serve. And ultimately, the more clients you're going to be able to serve. Which is diversification for you, right? Which is security True. for you. True. And so that's why I get so frustrated with people who are like, no, no, no just teach me the workflow. And I'm like, I, I, uh, but you're not going to be successful in the long term. And I, and I got to drop that. I got to just drop that intensely high standard because if people don't want it, I don't need to force it on you. Well, here's the thing. I think that there are definitely people who, let's just take somebody who is, is retiring and they, they have an opportunity to do some basic mapping. I don't even know what to throw out as examples. They've been given this opportunity, and there's not really a need for them to go deep, right? Not now. No, I understand. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but they might be in a place, they're retired, they have a pension. Yeah, they don't care about different. serving a bunch of clients. True. They want to serve these three or four that they know of, and they want to learn enough to do a really good job for that context and if it comes to the point where they can't serve that client, they're like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to go camping with my family rather than spend the weekend di deep diving into the science behind what I'm doing. I totally get that. Yeah. So I just think that there are different paradigms. And uh, you're right. That said, 
the more people that will approach it the way you're talking about in general, I think the better they're going to be. I'm not disagreeing with that. Well, and I agree with you that there are a thousand ways to skin a cat. Okay. And I'll agree with you that there are people in different situations um, and they may have the resources and different priorities. And I get that. That's fine. But I also, you know, you need to call a spade a spade. If something were to happen to that person, they're probably okay. They've got the resources where they're going to be okay. I'm looking at this from kind of like a bootstrap position, like the question asker was talking and you, about. And fair enough. And <laughs> just trying yes. to like, you know. That is the position he was coming from. And, and I, yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. <laughs> to kind of recap this show and talking about, you know, what can you do as far as a plan, getting your feet wet into drone mapping? What can you do? Here's what I would recommend that you do. Number one, research the audience you want to serve, what the deliverables look like, and then maybe the best softwares for those deliverables. Okay. And then what I would do is also ask yourself, what do you like to do? Like, for example, I really like 3D reconstruction because it's very complex. Very few people can do it. And I find it very rewarding because it's fun to recreate historical places. And I really like that. Um, and the more and more I get into that, the more and more I'm getting into video game engineering and software design. And, and I mean, this rabbit hole goes as deep as you want it to go. And, and that's what's cool about Nobody it. Nobody likes rabbit holes more than Paul, though. That's true. So I, I don't expect anyone to keep up with you. And <laughs> I have been following the white rabbit since 2000. So, um, <laughs> um, so that being said, back to the plan. What, what you would do, yeah. So if you have a certain client you want to serve, let's say, um, let's say that you want to serve construction and historical preservation, right? Orthos, point clouds, and meshes, which is, in my opinion, what most people do anyway. What I would do then is I would uh, go find some locations, some construction sites. Most people leave these sites about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. It's a fantastic time to fly because typically it's overcast, at least in this time of the year. And so, at least in this part of the country. <laughs> and so I would go out, fly a double grid, uh, do a double grid with more overlap. I would do a quad grid, go fly a single grid, go fly a single grid with your camera tilted just straight down instead of a slight angle or, or oblique angle. Then I would fly orbits. Then I would challenge yourself to be like, okay, if you were to map this on your own with what you know now, try it. And then I, what I would do is I would run all of those data sets separately in a cloud processor and in a desktop processor so that you can really understand what's going on with the processing. Mm. And I think if you kind of hit it that way and you, you acquire all the data before you start your trials on these things, I think you're going to be in great shape. It's, you only get two weeks to try, so make a plan, figure out who's the audience, the deliverables, the acquisition strategies, the processing software, and then try to break that up to get as much data as possible to give yourself an empirical understanding of what's working, what's not. Awesome. What would you recommend for Jamie as to the apps for the acquisition? What would he start um, with? So going back to the plan of, you know, all those acquisitions, there's a lot of different acquisition apps that you can use. I think they're all free. Um, some of them are not. Actually, GS Pro is not. Um, but uh, Pix4D Capture, you can use that. Um, Measure, you can use that. Um, Litchi, that's one of my favorites. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Map Pilot. Um, 
Drone Deploy, but I think with Drone Deploy to use the app, and I'm, I'm not sure, I can't remember, you may have to sign up for the trial, I can't remember. That being said, once you acquire all that data and then you organize those data into different folders based off of the acquisition style, I would ask you to run that in a cloud processor and a desktop processor. And I mean, I think my two go-to right now is Drone Deploy and it is Pix4D. Drone Deploy is doing what n no one else has even thought of, and it's brilliant. But, um, you know, they've got different methodologies for different deliverables, and so they process your data differently based off of that. And I think mm. that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I would also recommend, you know, using Pix4D. I want to be specific. Don't use the cloud version. Use the desktop version and learn to process these models and maps yourself. And I think that that's really important. Lastly, I'm starting to see this mass confusion, and I want to try to hit it with this show. A lot of people are like, why wouldn't I just use Pix4D React to create an ortho super fast, right? Okay, well, no GCPs, okay? So no ground control points means no really controlling and checking for that data to make sure that what you acquired is actually good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, And you won't be able to do any measuring of any kind. Correct. Right. Yeah. With any, yeah. Correct. So, um, well, I mean, you can do some measuring, but here, th this is, guess we could have Not a whole, accurately. we could have a whole show on this because you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so people get comfortable with doing volumes without GCPs. And then one day there's a solar storm and they didn't check KP index. And now the measurements are all off. And, uh, and they're trying to explain to the client as to why. And I've watched this happen a few times. It doesn't end well. <laughs> it ends well for somebody else to come in and take uh, the client over. For someone to be like, mm, I know why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How deep would you like to go? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we and can we're talk full about, circle yeah, on that We can point. talk about projection error if you'd like. Was it below 0.6 on each? Oh, okay, never mind. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> awesome. Um, there is a science to this. And the reason that I really love drone mapping is because I never thought I was good at technical or engineering things. And holy cow, is that not true? Yeah. Well, two things. And if I can do it, so can you. I'm glad to hear you're not a science denier. And number two, Jamie, a little hint. If you wanted to go a little deeper on what you're thinking, follow-up question to answer some of the questions Paul was posing that you need to consider would be a great idea. We'd love to hear back from you. Yes, we would. And we greatly appreciate you. We greatly sure. appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to speak with you and learn because at the end of the day, we're doing this for you. We're doing this because we genuinely like helping people and we have a high standard and we believe in an effort to make this country a truly better place and to really retain the economic superiority and really retain the intellectual superiority. We have got to, at the human level, be less impetuous, less lazy. And the way that we hack that is by finding what we like to do and what makes us passionate. And for me, historical reconstruction and these, you know, virtual environments and whatnot, that's really fueling me. And so if, if that fuels me and makes, and it helps me understand and learn the science, well, you can do it too. For everyone out there, I want to be really, really clear because there's another thing I want to hit really fast. A lot of people, Rob, are like, I feel like I have to take a mapping class no matter who it is, at least two or three times. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we have that yeah. more so than other people because we try to fit a lot in three days. 
And I would just say that's normal to take the class repetitively. Do not think that you are inferior for doing so. In actuality, you are superior <laughs> if we use the rules of super forecasters and the rules of K. Anders Ericsson's perfect practice. Well, model. there is the issue of resources for people, and we totally understand that. That said, I would agree that some of the people that we've the people that we've seen in multiple mapping classes, they're really sharp people. And they're the ones that are actually making it happen at a high level in the mapping world. Dude, look at George. He was in a mapping class last month and he's already making six figures. He's one of the guys that comes to mind when I say that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, come on. And he just, man, he just, uh, <laughs> George on. is great. George is a great example to follow because he just soaks it all up. But he, there is that thing about you ultimately have to actually go take action as well. You can't just keep learning. And he does both. Um, so I, I really appreciate the way George approaches this stuff and respect the way he approaches it. Anyways. I do too. I do too. In fact, that reminds me of a question that we got from a student in Orlando of last year who had just bought the M210 and he's like, I'm having a hard time monetizing my M210. He's like, not my Phantom. He's like, I've already paid for that 40 times over. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, but the M210 I'm really struggling with. Um, if yeah, well, you, in fact, the Phantom is helping to pay for the M210. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, if, you, okay. if you got a 210, you've got thermal and you've got EO, uh, electrical, optical, uh, digital camera. Um, if you have that, I would really check out that solar class. It is exclusive and free for all DroneU members. And don't forget, you can buy a year-long subscription and save even more. And I say that because, well, the trend, that is the trend. Most people are buying a year's worth of DroneU. And you know what's even better is that the retention rate on those annuals is rather high because those people, it seems like, it seems like those people, maybe Rob, and I wish I could do a regression analysis on this, but maybe if those people are buying the annual because they think long-term, because they're like, no, 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 I know this is going to take a while. I'm not going to bullshit myself. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know either, um, but it has been a, an interesting phenomenon. Um, it's definitely gone up. Which is why I'm going back to school, Rob. Yeah? Back to school. <laughs> Data science. Back huh? to school. <laughs> And, and you mentioned learning some basics on mapping. I mean, we have our mapping classes for membership, which is a ridiculously inexpensive way to get in there and learn mapping. And when you say ridiculously inexpensive, it is ridiculously inexpensive. People, I'm not sure if people understand. They, you know, all these other mapping classes start five, six, seven hundred bucks. You, you could take our class for $47. The in-person or the virtual class is not $47. Right. It's, you know, in the thousands. But there's a reason for that. You get the time to ask questions. We'll deep dive into some of the issues you're having. It's personalized, right? And you get that time with me, with PJ. Man, we've really had a lot of fun with these virtual classes now. And that's the thing is like if you, we want to reward those people who deep dive, who mm -hmm. research, who follow the white rabbit. And that's why DroneU is built the way it is for $47. And I know a lot of people are like, how do they have 40 classes? And are they really that deep? Go find out yourself. So I think you'd be surprised. I hope you would be surprised. So I haven't put the time into it. He hasn't put the time into it um, to make it happen. So anyway, long story short is, Rob, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the people who have taken mapping serious. It is the most fun that I'm having right now with virtual classes. It's so engaging. It's really cool to see people succeed. And damn it, that's my why. And that's why I'm still here. I think that's a great on that note. See you next time. Please send in those questions. Askdroneu.com.
We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.